0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, Zika Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm going to take some time here to make a dedication and pay tribute to Mike Taglier, who passed away this last weekend after a long fight with COVID. If you do not pay attention to, let's see, fantasy Twitter or uh, this is the only podcast you listen to by chance or you're unfamiliar with fantasy pros or Mike Tagliere in general. Then I want to shed some extra light on who he was as a person and a fantasy analyst and an inspiration to myself and many other folks that do what I do and what Bobby does and what everybody else in the TCK and Fantasy Focus team do. And a huge part of that is going from an independent space, where we're at now, and growing it into a brand, growing it into a business, growing it into an income, and ideally, someday, hopefully a career, which is what I strive to do with TCK and the Fantasy Focus guys do as well. So I'm going to spend some time giving a dedication here to Mike and what he meant to me personally. Um, I'm not going to speak for the rest of my team on this. This is a personal note that I want to put out there. And I've been thinking about it all weekend. I heard the news um, when everybody else did on on Twitter. Uh, Everybody knew that he was struggling with COVID. Um, It's been a few weeks. His wife, Tabby had been updating via Mike's Twitter, at Mike Tagliere on Twitter, uh, updates throughout the last couple of weeks. And unfortunately, we all found out that it wasn't, wasn't looking good for the last 10 days or so, two weeks, sending out thoughts and if you're a praying person, prayers and well wishes and everything. And uh, got mixed reviews for quite a while. And then unfortunately last week, Tabby let us know that it wasn't looking good and to uh, really put that good energy out there. And that's what we did. Unfortunately, um, it wasn't quite enough. And and Mike lost his struggle to COVID-19 over the weekend and he passed away. So I want to take some minutes here, as I said. And to do that, I also would love for you to contribute, if you possibly can, to Mike Tagliere's GoFundMe it was set up by Fantasy Pros and his wife, Tabby, and as you can see on the screen if you're watching, they asked for about $100,000 for medical expenses over the last you know month or so that he's been in, and in just over three days, they've raised over $360,000 throughout the community in fantasy football and, of course, his family and friends in his personal life. We here on the TCK and the fantasy focused crew donated 100% of our proceeds from Sunday's Start Sit. Came out to about uh, $200, was our donation. And we can't thank you all enough for joining us on Sunday and contributing and helping us out with that. Uh, all the super chat functions that came in and donations, we donated all of that to Mike. And his family. So again, thank you for anyone that was a part of that. And a lot of the donations came in and didn't even have fantasy questions attached to them. They just simply were wishing well and wanted to contribute. So whether it was a dollar or a hundred, we appreciate all of you. If you would like to continue to donate or you haven't yet, or you'd like to make a contribution in private, then I strongly recommend you go to GoFundMe and look up Mike Taglier's account and make a donation at that point. So again, if you are unfamiliar with who Mike Tagliere was, uh, Mike was a pillar in the fantasy football community. Um, Absolute, just incredible person, uh, which I'll get to in a little bit. But in the fantasy focus, in the fantasy football world specifically, um, just really led by example in all forms. He is known in the space for his work ethic, his authenticity. Uh, His kind of no BS approach, right? He didn't have a bunch of fluff, didn't have a lot of hot takes, uh, didn't talk out of both sides of his mouth. He did incredible research night and day. You may be familiar with the primer, which was his baby. He did for years. It was an article on every fantasy relevant player every single week. It was an unbelievable undertaking that he decided to put on himself years ago, and he did it every single week of the fantasy football season for every fantasy relevant player. Absolutely phenomenal. That is something that I've used myself for five years, at least. Coming up with with my analysis, I've cited him on this show. I mean, I'm four hundred and fifty eight episodes in now, and I've cited Mike's work on probably four hundred of those at least. He was a huge inspiration to me personally, and I was lucky enough to have him on this show. In the middle of June, now as you can imagine, Mike working for Fantasy Pros and originally uh, Pro Football Focus and some other networks as well. He's the co-host of the Fantasy F- Fantasy Pros podcast and jumps on with anybody else at any given time he possibly can share his time with. He's very, very, very busy. Now I've been a fan of Mike's work for years, and I've. I'm not really a shy person. I don't really hold back much. If you've watched the show at all, you know that. But I just look, I admire Mike so much. I've always looked up to him so much. The way that he goes about things is the way that I wish to go about it myself. So I've always had, for some reason, a hard time reaching out to him specifically. I've reached out to ESPN people, fantasy footballers, CBS, I'm mean, Yahoo, you name it. I've reached out to those folks. I've had a lot of great guests on the show. Mike, for some reason, was like this unicorn in my brain. I just felt like, why would he take time to come on my show? Right. Like in my mind, I'm a nobody. You know, I'm 400 plus episodes in, but like I'm just some guy that likes to do this on his free time and hopes to make a career out of it some way. But why would Mike, of all people, come on my show? Well, 100 episode comes and goes. The 200th episode comes and goes. 300th episode came up last year. And I reached out, but I reached out too late. And that was my bad, right? Mike is very busy. And some downtime is about March, April, May, maybe June before the season really cranks up in July and August, as you can imagine in fantasy football. So I reached out too late last year and he basically gave me a very generous, just, Hey man, you know, appreciate the shout out. Uh, I'd love to come on, but I just, I've run out of time this year. Let me know next time. I was like, ah, bummer. Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> probably won't even hear from him again, but okay. Well, the season comes and goes last year. And then this year comes up and I have the 400th episode coming around the corner. So I reach out to him one more time. I say, Hey, Mike, you may not remember me, but you know, I reached out this time, 300th episode. I'm a hundred more in I'm 400 looking to celebrate our 400th episode in June. And I would love for you to come on and contribute to that. I kind of sent the, sent the message across my fingers and, kind of forgot about it because I didn't want to get my hopes up. Woke up the next morning, had a great email back from Mike. Incredibly generous. Absolutely, I'd love to be on. I sent him a snippet of one of our episodes to give him an idea. He listened to a chunk of it, said I was doing a great job, encouraged me to continue to do it. said, you know, he reminded me a lot about myself. I told him a little bit about my backstory and all these other things, which relates to Mike and family life and music and sports and everything else. And so he decided to uh, jump on my show. And I remember when he got back to me and I reached out to a couple of my good buddies here in the space and personal friends who know that I'm a big fan of Mike. And I was like, Holy shit. He said, yes, <laughs> he said he would do it. And uh, then I started getting nervous, right? Like I wasn't nervous. Cause I didn't think he would say yes. He said yes. And then I got nervous. So I spent the next maybe week just like, Oh God. All right. You know, This is my shot. Don't blow it. You know, come up with some great content, come up with some good questions. What am I going to do? And I reached out to him and I said, Hey man, what, you know, what do you want to talk about? Right. I want you to be comfortable. And he basically was like, look, man, I do this every day. <laughs> you tell me what you want to do. I'm, I'm ready to go. So I try to be professional. It's what I do with my guests. Right. I send them a show sheet. I let them know what we're going to talk about. We set an agenda, yada, yada. So I bring up this big show sheet. I'm all proud of it. And I send it to Mike. I was like, Hey man, this is what I would like to talk to, talk about. And he goes, cool, man. See you then. I'm like, great. We get on pre-show. And we're hanging out. I meet him, you know, over the camera and, you know, hey, how you doing and everything else. And just such a sweet guy. And I go, hey, so I want to make sure you you got that show sheet. Um, I just hadn't heard from you since. He's like, oh, no, I didn't look at that. I'm like, what? Like, what the hell are you talking about? You didn't look at the show sheet. I said, he's like, no, I never look at those. I like to be off cuff. I want to be natural. I don't want to have scripted answers. I do this all day, every day. I I know what I want to talk about for every player. Feel free to ask me anything. Okay. Sure enough we get going and that particular episode you can listen to it it's archived in our podcast go to candlestick kids fantasy football podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify itunes uh, google play uh, stitcher wherever you listen believe podcast networks it's episode 400 dropped in late june and you can check it out we talked about teammate debates And it was certain, I won't go through all of them, but it was certain guys like, which guys would you rather draft coming into the season? Like, uh, you know, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, Um, you know, CeeDee Lammer, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, you know, things like that. Bengals wide receivers, Um, you know, rookie running backs uh, like Melvin Gordon or Jamonte Williams, you know, things like that. And we went through that. And the second half of the episode was just him and me talking. Right. I've been a nationally touring musician for 15 years. Mike is a diehard, you know, music fan. He's a music nut, talks about it all the time. When I was in middle school, I was a big fan of the band Corn. And Mike is his favorite band ever. We talked about a story where he got to meet the band. He went backstage and met the band. Right. And whether you like corn or not, doesn't matter. Like, think about your favorite artist ever, whoever it is, musician, artist, whoever it is. You get to go backstage, hang with the band, talk to them, and hang out. That's what Mike was able to do. So Mike did that, right? <laughs> kind of flexes on me a little bit, you know, kind of like, yeah, man, I, I pulled that off, you know. So he pulls that off, right? Talks to corn, has a great time. And then we start talking cars, right? He's a big car guy, and I'm not, so I I asked him some questions to get better educated, and it was awesome. He's very open to sharing, and then we talked about his wife and kids, his wife Tabby and his two kids, and you know, I have a daughter as well um, in high school, and. He does as well. They're about the same age, and we just kind of talked like dad life for a minute, you know, outside of fantasy football. This is all recorded. This is on the episode, you know, but we just kind of had a human moment and put the football away and just kind of talked like dad to dad, person to person, and he gave me some great advice. And one th- couple things I've been noticing in the fantasy community with all these tributes to Mike, but just goes to the person that he was. Every single person that talks about Mike talks about a couple things. First of all, his work ethic in fantasy football. Also, how genuinely sweet he was. Just a a good person, generous, generous person, a, a very nice individual. And then they talk about how much he gloated about his wife and his kids. And he did that on my show as well. I opened up the floor for him. You know, his wife runs a podcast and I checked out her podcast a while back and I love it. And I asked him about it. He was like, wow, I can't believe you even know about that podcast, you know, Tabby Talks. Like, give it a listen. Great stuff in there. But uh, Tabby Talks podcast, I did. I listened to it, you know. And uh, he was just floored that I gave it the time. Right. And he started gushing and blushing a little bit. And you could tell he got all kind of sweet on the backside, talking about her and how she was the reason she was kind of the momentum to push him over the top to, to really, uh, get into the field um he was a banker right and he was doing this as a hobby like a lot of us does and she was like mike you have a skill you have a drive you have a passion go go after that and uh she was really (laughs) the crux to to get him into the space fantasy pros and fantasy uh you know pro football focus and, and these other avenues he was at over the years so that was just awesome because my partner's done that for me for years with this and and music and everything else. Like it's so important to have that backbone. And so I related to Mike a lot on that as well. And uh, I'll just never forget, you know um, we talked off camera and uh, ended our episode. He was absolutely phenomenal. If you're on YouTube, you can see the picture here. I, I took a screenshot of our episode and it's just me and him with big old smiles, like organic, just big smiles. Mid episode. I found a nice clip for a thumbnail. Um, and it's just awesome. You know, like he's obviously having a good time. I'm obviously having a good time and we're just talking, you know, and, uh, Mike, I put him on such a pedestal because of what he does. And I, I still do have so much respect for who he is in the fantasy community, but as an individual, as a person, as a father, as a husband, as, as an individual, um, in the space. And I, I put him on this pillar and while I still believe he belongs on it, um, he would never uh, say that or act like that, right? Incredibly humble. And um, I thanked him about 15 times. It was embarrassing on my show. And every single time he was like, Look, man, just <laughs> it's cool. Do your thing. I believe in you. I trust in you. You guys are doing great work here. This is just before the Fantasy Football Expo happened in uh, Cleveland, or excuse me, Canton, Ohio, uh, where the Pro, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is. And I was kind of undecided whether I was able to go, right? Um, of course, this is middle pandemic and everything else. And Mike and I were talking about whether we were going to go or not. And uh, he said, you know, regardless, man, if I don't go or we don't make it, whatever, this is before he got sick. If we don't go, um, I, uh, you'll be hearing from me soon. Because I was like, you know what I would love, Mike? <laughs> I would just love an opportunity to come on the show and talk with you. Talk with Yates, talk with Joey P, talk with Dan Harris, talk with the Fantasy Pros crew. I've been listening to these guys for years, and it would be an honor to come on and have a guest slot. And uh, if, you know, if you would ever grant me that opportunity, I won't let you down, you know. And uh, pretty much the last thing he said to me personally was, you know, I believe in you. And not guaranteeing that it would happen, but he basically said, we'll be in touch soon. And kind of with a wink as he got off the camera kind of, a, I'll spread the word. Let me see what I can do for you. Kind of a thing. And I didn't think much of it and he doesn't owe me anything, but, uh, that just made my heart full that he even had the thought of this kid's worth telling somebody about and whether I ever make it on their show or not, doesn't matter at this point. It's, it's really just an honor that he, uh, thought of me in that light. So I appreciate that. Um, It was really a pleasure to have him on the show, and I'm so glad I got the privilege to talk to him and spend some minutes with him because, again, in fantasy football, he has been my number one, and it's no disrespect to anybody else. I have many, many, many other people who have been on the show, many people who will be on the show someday that I look up to and aspire to be like. Um, But Mike just really – it was a number of things that he did in his personal life and in fantasy football that I gravitated toward the most. And like any role model, right? You look up to these people and for him to take time out of his busy schedule to join my humble beginning show, uh, just meant the world to me and I'll never forget it. Um, of course I'm devastated to hear the news of his passing and I'm devastated that he won't be on my show again. I'm devastated. I won't go on his show to talk to him. Um, I'm really sad about that. And it was a really rough weekend. I saw everybody jumping on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube tributes and all these things. And I thought they were so sweet. I watched about 50 of them. Um, And I had so much to say and didn't say anything, you know, at the same time. I just didn't feel it was my space. I felt like it was an opportunity to promote the GoFundMe account, spread the word, to help Tabby and the kids um, not put the shine on me and save this story and tribute for another time. Um, And I'm glad that I did uh, because I wanted to gather my thoughts and put everything together um, appropriately. And I'm so glad that his tribute has gone so well. The GoFundMe account again is over, as of this episode, it's over $367,000 for the family. So, um want to give blessings to Tabby and his kids and um you know just want to thank Mike for everything that he did for me as an individual um seeing all the other tributes has just been absolutely heartwarming uh it's it's unfortunate that this has had to be the thing to bring the community together but it's been a, such a beautiful experience to watch the community come together in the way that it has you know everybody put together you know put aside I should say the the griping and the bullshit and the complaining and the you know smack talk on Twitter and stuff. every All of that kind of disappeared this last weekend. And it was a little football even talk it, talked about. It was just, you know, shouts out to Tags and his family and what he did for the community and everybody else. So, again, if you are able to contribute, uh, please do. Um, I don't ask you all for much. Um, We have our Sunday live show that I appreciate you all contributing to uh, that helps us build our channel to bring you more content Um, that's incredibly rewarding to us and that's uh, very fulfilling so we appreciate that. That being said, if you're able to contribute, um, please go to GoFundMe, look up Mike Taglier's account and put in a donation $1, $5, $20, $400. Whatever it is, whatever you have to contribute uh, would be absolutely fantastic. And I would appreciate that. Considered a, maybe a personal favor from me. Um, if you can't, I understand. And that's not a problem. Maybe you could share the link instead. You could let folks know that it's happening um, and that that account is available to help out his wife and his family. So once again, Mike Taglier, better known as Tags, passes away this last weekend Unfortunately, after a long battle with COVID-19, he got sick just a couple weeks after he was on our show in June, and uh, he had spent the better part of the last two months uh, in the hospital, uh, in ICU, on a ventilator, kind of going on and off. And again, his wife, Tabby, gave us updates, but wasn't looking good. So take care of yourself, Uh, take care of each other, and um, do your best to stay healthy help each other out, be kind, be compassionate. If you have a passion like Tags did to fantasy football, follow it. I'm following mine. It's hard as hell. A lot of setbacks. It's tough. Um, But follow it. You never know where it's going to take you. And Mike is a prime example of just a random guy (laughs) who loved to do something and put his head down and had the support to do it, and he outworked everybody. That's what he's known for and just the absolute best we're going to miss him i'm going to miss him the fantasy community is going to miss him it's all love tags appreciate you brother thank you for listening to this uh tribute and let listen to me just kind of say a few words here about mike unfortunately i was not able to meet him in person i didn't get that uh honor but i did have him on the show And I did talk to him about half hour before and after the show, just kind of life stuff. And um, I'll never forget that conversation. I've looked up to him for five years. He took the time out of his schedule to come and see me and um, be a part of the show. And it it just means the absolute world to me. So I appreciate that. And um, I hope I can someday make a a percentage amount of difference uh, to somebody else's uh, life or show or upcoming uh, that Mike did to mine and and many others. So I'd like to share with you a snippet of our episode we did together back in June. You can catch it on the podcast, Uh, dial back to June 22nd, episode 400 is when I released it if you want to catch the full episode. Of course, there's about 45 minutes worth of fantasy football content in there that has uh, yet expired. However, if you're unfamiliar with Mike's work, I highly recommend you check out a chunk of that. A lot of it is still relevant. Some of his studies, some of the players he projected to be well, some of them that he didn't. He was all over Mike Williams early, dominating, and he was fading. Jonathan Taylor, who hasn't performed yet. Great interview. Had a great time. I'd like to share with you a snippet here, the final 15 minutes or so of our episode together we talked cars we talked music we talked family gave a tribute to his family and his wife and uh, just all around had a great conversation I hope you enjoy uh, another question here uh, my previous uh, uh, previous host my original host um, Ryan para aka curly huge fan he and I have been listening to your work since you started at fantasy pros in 2016 episode 8 by the way uh, I dove back and, and checked that out and episode sixty nine was the, the day that you came in as the uh the co host, which I thought was awesome. Um there was some cool there was some there were some cool nuggets in that episode that I, I re listened to and I want to talk to you about another time. But you talked about like uh Brandon Cooks uh leaving the Saints and and, and the targets and one nugget in there you said was In the Sean Payton offense with Drew Brees, no receivers seen more than 132 targets at that time. And then Michael Thomas shows up with 185 (laughs) a couple years later. I just thought it was it's just funny how these things age sometimes. Anyway,
1: yeah.
0: Anyway, Curly Curly wanted to know. He's a he's a car guy as well. And I have a couple personal questions and we'll get out of here. Um I'll talk to you about music in just a sec. So you're a car guy outside of football. Um and Curly is too. And uh, he had a couple sweet rides in high school and things like that. And and honestly i'm not as much of a car guy but he was curious kind of what got you into cars in general is it is it uh buying and selling is it car shows is it racing is it uh, uh souping up is it building restoring what got you into cars in general and and what is maybe your favorite favorite part of just having cars in, in your repertoire with hobbies
1: I mean, it's so weird because I, I was not raised around cars like my family was not a car family. You know, I, my, my, fa- my family was a sports family. And if you know anything about sports families, a lot of them aren't into cars. It's almost like NASCAR and like drag racing, like NHRA families and sports families do not it coexist. They don't. Yeah. Um, so it was funny. So I, I the only thing that got me into cars was almost like I'd watch movies and I'd see a car that was rear wheel drive and seeing it fishtail around a corner. I just thought mm-hmm. it looked cool, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. And I grew up thinking that, and I, I always try to talk my dad into, I'm like, hey, buy a Ferrari, buy a Lamborghini, I'll, I'll wash it for you every single day. Um, my brother and I were like the type that we'd go on a family road trip, and we would take our notebooks, and I'd mark down every Mustang or Camaro or whatever I saw, because I just thought that they were cool cars. Like I just love that they were rear-wheel drive and... Um, it's just it's something I wanted to do when I was able to get my license. So I got my license, and I ended up buying a. I, I went and test drove. I went and found people that were selling. I found someone that was selling a Trans Am, uh, a Camaro, and then I found a, a Mustang, a 5.0. And the 5.0 Mustang was the fastest of the bunch with the smallest engine. The 302 cubic inch engine, engine was much smaller than the 350 that was in the Trans Am and the Camaro, but it was moving faster. So it was just, even though that that's the that's the smallest thing that you could talk about when it comes to cars. It's it's something that drove me to the Mustang. So I was like, all right, I'll get a Mustang. And I just literally started surrounding myself with car guys and learning more about what to do. Cause I didn't even know how to change oil at that point. I was mm-hmm. never taught. Again, my family took their cars into to you yeah. know to get their oil changed at places. Uh but then I started to learn to do things and then like put on exhaust and you know uh, eventually start switching out uh, intakes and then move on into heads and then th- this past year i put on a turbo and i changed the entire computer in my car and i started getting into it and what do i love most about it um the smell is fantastic <laughs> cool oh, i love the feel of the like just the power just to know that you drive a car when it's stock and you, you know exactly how it feels it barely chirps the tires and then you have a car that i have now where i literally tap the gas while doing 45 miles an hour and the car will <laughs> get sideways where it's just like the car has so much power i can't keep it on the road and there's a fine line there and that's where the track comes in because on the street your car can only be so fast yeah I, it, it doesn't matter how wide the tires you put on there it doesn't matter how much weight you put it doesn't matter it doesn't matter suspension because again on the street it's just not going to hook up but then you go to the track and it's like this is where you can actually see the gains of everything that you've done so you awesome. know that a stock mustang 5.0 at the track you know driven stick by a professional is going to go 14 7 and a quarter mile well, if mine's gonna do 109 I've taken legitimately four seconds off that car by myself Wow bringing it down the track so my goal like this car that I have now it's it's a 10 second car my goal is to get into the nines um, so I could just say it's single digits but after that it's just it just becomes a headache I know guys that have six second cars and That's to amazing. go to go 200 plus miles an hour in six seconds is fun like I'm, I'm sure it's a whole lot of fun but at the same time, those guys in between their track runs it legitimately takes them two hours to get ready every single run because they have it's amazing to get the car up in the air check the rear end check the like the suspension change all the spark plugs it's just so much work that that's the part where i think i would lose the love for it but for right now it's just it's a fun hobby where i can you can measure how far you've come
0: wow that's really awesome man thank you for breaking all that down for me i can tell I can tell your your passion for it. It's really, it's really cool, man. It's really cool. I, I appreciate that. Another passion of yours, and we're getting long in the tooth. I'm going to let you go here in a couple of minutes. Another passion of yours and the passion of mine outside of fantasy football and doing these shows is music. Um, I've shared my story on the podcast a few times, but I've been a nationally touring reggae musician for 10 plus years around the country and played hundreds of shows and, and done done a lot of cool things um you and i share a band and uh, i was a huge corn fan in middle school and growing up when they came out with follow the leader in 98 and life is peachy and self-titled before that um just curious you have one particular story that i think is cool your primer which we don't even have time for me to get into which i want to talk to you for like an hour about the primer but we'll save that for another time the primer somehow connected you with going to see corn at a show can you just can you give me like a two-minute version of that
1: yeah, it was like one of the coolest stories of my fantasy football career, and it's so weird how the primer did that. Um, so I, I, I told a story. I always try and tell a personal story at the top of the primer, just to some. It's a, it's an escape for me. It's a way to talk about something other than football because in reality during football season, I see my best friend. I see I hear from people I don't hear from all year, and they all they want to talk about is football. It yeah. gives me a chance to talk about something not football. And I had told a personal cool. story, and there was a picture that I posted of my daughter and me um that one of my editors he put it in the the the, basically the intro he just put the picture of us and i had a corn shirt on and i had talked about jonathan davis and the fact that i was a corn fan before and i one day i'm sitting there like after that primer came out i was sitting at my computer and uh, my my mailbox from fantasy pros tells me i have a notification and it says regarding corn and i'm like what that's random and <laughs> yeah. so it's someone from corn's management company saying that Whoa. hey i heard i heard you're a big fan of the band and um basically i just wanted to reach out and say thanks for the support you know if you're ever going to a show or anything like that you know and you anybody need anything you know just let me know um and i was like well i guess it's time to shoot my shot uh, yeah i was like you know i've seen corn uh, at the time I was like, I've seen Korn over 30 times live. I I've seen them. Like I've been a fan legitimately, um, since 95, I missed the first year because well, I was 12, I got into him when I was 13. Uh, but I, I, so I'd seen him so many times. I was like, but I've always wanted to sit down and like talk with the guys, you know, just like I've, I've met, I've done meet and greets and things like that, where you kind of get a, a couple seconds to say, Hey, snap yeah. a picture or whatever, but I wanted to talk to him. Uh, so I was like, if, if that's possible, you know, I'd love it. So he ended up connecting me with their tour manager. And, um it it was it was such a surreal experience, um, just because like they, they they took care of everything. And um, after the show, went backstage, met the tour manager, and I was like, "So, I, is it cool if I talk with the guys?" And he's like, "Yeah, let me go see if they're 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 ready." So he goes and grabs them, and they were the coolest bunch. Like they That's awesome. sat down with me. I my wife and I sat backstage with them, just chatting, talking about life, kids, and all that stuff. For it was probably an hour and a half. Uh, wow we, and like legitimately it was just it was so natural there were a couple other people there that would say hey what do you do for a living and i was like i talk about sports and th- they were really interested in that you know even one of the guitar players monkey was like he's like you talk about fantasy football that's, for a living
0: monkey's it, my guy that's awesome
1: monkey's, he's great guy head yep. is, is one of the nicest guys i've ever met um but they they were all great guys and they literally just took the time to just sit there and talk with us and like literally ask me questions about what I do telling you how I knew Mark from the management company and all this stuff and it was just it was, it was surreal to, to be backstage with guys that I've I really looked up to growing up uh while I was growing up you know for she's it's been over 20 years now
0: wow that's impressive and again uh we're going to have to do another episode here. I want to do just a life podcast with you <laughs> and talk talk music and, and other sports and things for a while. Because I've got a corn story as well that we're running out of time for. But I want to share mine with you as well. And I've been a fan from the beginning as well. My I go by Sky currently. Yeah. My birth name is Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R. And in middle school, in sixth grade specifically, I used to write my name on the top of the paper. And I used to do S-K-Y-L-A backwards, backwards R on every single, one of my, every single one of my papers. So I love that. Tags, it has been an absolute honor, man. I appreciate you. I've literally wanted to do this episode for five plus years, 400 episodes in. We're still rolling, man. I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you for your time today. And um, before you go, I just want to give you recognition and appreciation. Um, I've been following your work for a long time. I follow a lot of people in the industry as all of us do. Uh, Your work resonates with me the deepest and the way you go about things with integrity and the hard work and the passion and the work ethic are all things that I value and I vibe with myself and I try to also exhibit those traits. So I just want to say I appreciate you. You know, you are appreciated. And uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you on today. Last question before I let you go. Other than family. So take family out, your kids, which, again, we'll get into that another time. your kids out of the picture wife out of the picture what are you most proud of outside of family
1: oh, man uh thank you serious for, the, for all the, the words man i it means a lot I, I wish i could do more stuff like this i mean and i tell people i'm like you know I, I wish i could do shows like this all the time i love just talking with people like it's just it's it's a great time but at the same time content has to get done so it, it limits it but thank you so much um I'm, I'm proud to be on for the 400th episode i can tell you that uh but um what am i most proud of is oh, man i there's there's so many things people can do for you. My wife has pushed me and told me that I can do things that I didn't know I could do. Um, and it's one thing to have her tell you that and like and to say, okay, I'm going to follow your advice. But it's another thing to actually say, I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to push myself to do it. Um, I'm proud of myself for getting over my doubts. Um, and there's still there's still things that creep up all the time um, in terms of doubt and you know what you're able to accomplish. But uh, when you actually you know put your your whole self into something and and you and you believe you know it took my wife to push me to do it but I am proud of the fact that I got past being a realist and saying well that's not realistic that you know getting past that is one of the toughest things to do for someone like me because I'm so like even in my analysis I'm so like I'm so level-headed and I I could see both sides of everything and I and I try and do that but you know I would never have this job if I didn't let go of that and uh so i'm proud that i I, even though it took a push for it definitely took a push i'm proud that i i was able to let go
0: well that's awesome man i'm proud of you for doing that it's hard to do and i've had my own doubts and we're i'm four years in and still trying to like monetize and get to a level and write for somebody and do all these things and it's coming around the corner but mike it's been an absolute pleasure tck potters 400 episodes in we're still rolling just next week we're heading to 500 come up next of course you can find all of my tag leaders work with fantasy and on twitter of course you can follow mike tag leader nfl it's an absolute pleasure mike you thank you for your time today and we'll have to do this again some other time man because i have a whole another couple hours (laughs) of conversation (laughs) to have with you brother i appreciate you so much man have a great rest of your weekend and i want to be the first to wish you an early happy father's day
1: thank you sir happy father's day to you as well
0: thank you again for listening to this. Uh, We'll get back to fantasy football because I know that's what Mike would want from all of us is to push forward. But I wanted to carve out some time here and dedicate uh, some words and some messages here to Mike and for his family. So once again, if you're able to contribute to the GoFundMe, the GoFundMe account is up and it's running. I believe it's going to be open for the season, uh, I believe. And I uh, highly recommend, and I will be doing this myself, I highly recommend when you win your leagues, when we help you win your leagues, maybe a percentage of your proceeds and your winnings go into this GoFundMe. That would be a great way to to give back. A lot of the knowledge I give you is a lot of knowledge Tags gave me. So this would be an excellent way to pay it forward, literally, and uh, get it back to where it belongs. So thank you again for listening up here and um, treat yourself well, stay healthy, be compassionate, Show some love for Mike Taglier and his family. And I'll be back with you again soon. Thank you very much. As Tags would say, lights out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.